Welcome to Unchained TV, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. You're about to hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your health, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. I am so excited, thrilled to have a huge newsmaker as a guest today, the winner of the Great Food Race on the Food Network. Let's go straight out to Taylor Herbert. You and your partner won, and that is absolutely a huge victory. It's a victory for our movement. Tell us your reaction the moment you found out you were the winner. Just blown away um i you know in the final episode i don't i we were not convinced that we had had won and just getting to take home that victory um to be the second vegan team to win uh the great food truck race two years in a row it was it was awesome um i mean that shows that there is a change happening mm-hmm. i remember 25 years ago at least i was laughed out of the Food Network's headquarters when I went in there because I knew a friend had pitched a vegan cooking show. They were polite. They were nice. But I knew, oh, don't let the door hit you in the tuchus. And now for two years in a row, a vegan team has won this incredible race. Um, What does that say? I mean, I think it shows that times are changing. I think that people – it's been really great because – I, we have gotten so many emails and messages in our inbox um, from people all over the country who aren't vegan, who like say first line, they are just saying, I'm a huge meat eater, but seeing your food, I'm curious to try it. Do you have recipes? Do you have a cookbook? And we're just so grateful for people's openness and willingness to uh, be receptive to the idea of plant-based eating. Um, I think that that's just showing such a big shift, you know. Absolutely. I want to play a couple of clips because it's impossible really to describe the drama and the excitement of all this. Um, So I want to just play one of the promos that the Food Network puts out about shows like this. In a David versus Goliath showdown, it's food truck pros versus these guys. Hey, but don't worry, chefs. You got a truck too. Let's get rolling! That's my line. Season premiere: The Great Food Truck Race, Sunday on Food Network. Oh wow, this is so exciting! We already have callers for you. Let's start with, oh, the guy who helped connect me with you, Tony Mm -hmm. Shale. He is so, so taken with this show. Tony, what is your question or thought for Taylor Herbert? Hi, Taylor. What's up, Tony? How are you? (laughs) Very good. Yeah, I got to uh, go probably like eight times when you were selling during the competition and got to try almost everything that you had, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, you definitely helped us make some really important connections while you're in L.A. And, like, I can't thank you enough because you helped us make this dream come true. Yeah, and it means so much to us. So, What's your question, Tony? Uh, Well, yeah, what I really liked was that they used uh, 
very little uh, processed uh, food, and they didn't use any like uh, of the faux meats, the faux vegan mm-hmm. meats. And uh, and then also I was going to ask, like, um, when you were out here, did you get to try any of the, the vegan food out here in L.A., any of the restaurants? So every day for us was like a 12 to like 16-hour day. It was the, the filming schedule was really wild. So much more went into it than what they showed, of course. And I know you got a little glimpse into that. Um, and we, <laughs> we did, we barely got to eat anything. So, uh, Lex, Matt and I are all planning as soon as possible, a couple trips back to LA. Um, one of them, we want to do a pop-up, uh, and then the other one, we just want to go and like eat all the food. We have a running list of all the recommendations of places that people LA's food scene is so inspiring, the stuff we got to see. Um, we didn't get to try enough of it, and we just want to literally go back and just eat our way through the city, and I'm so excited for that. All right, we've got another caller, Michael in Los Angeles. Your question or thought for Taylor Herbert, part of the Easy Vegan Denver. Her partner is cooking away a storm right now, but she is representing. What's your question? Yeah, first of all, congratulations to Easy Vegan on winning. So amazing that for the second year in a row, a plant-based vegan truck came in first, and I couldn't be more excited that plant-based food mm-hmm. is becoming more mainstream and embraced by the public, the general public, not just vegans. Mm-hmm. But my question totally. is, knowing that a vegan truck won last season, did you mm-hmm. feel any additional pressure uh, to succeed, or did it actually boost your confidence that you could come out, you could also come out on top? Did that kind of like uh, give you, you know, uh, more confidence? That's a really great question. Um, we've never been involved in any type of show like this, and I didn't really. So, first of all, we heard about the show from following Veg News because they posted that Senorita won, and we started following Senorita right away. And that was just so exciting for us to see um, her kind of like break ground like that. And coming in after that, I think we had a little paranoia, honestly, that. Um, like production wouldn't let a vegan team win again. And that Mm. just wasn't, that wasn't true. So we were actually going into it thinking, oh man, they're going to just like throw a wrench in it somewhere. Just thinking like, this isn't good for, you know, mainstream America. They're going to like, they they don't want to see these two vegan teams back to back. It's going to make people mad at the show. And so, but it actually nothing, nothing was rigged that way at all. It was a totally honest, you know, game and i yeah we we couldn't have been more wrong and we couldn't have been more excited to to win so wow well we've got so many callers nilo far dallas texas your question or thought for taylor herbert part of the winning team just won a food network's the great food truck race go for it hi how did your queer owned identity impact your success thanks That's a great question. Um, So we always, we do always like to hang our flag whenever we pop up. Um, I think that there's queer and female owns, those go hand in hand for us. I think that in terms of representation, I think that, you know, there's the stereotype that women belong in a kitchen and like a domestic orthodox household setting. Um, But when you look at professional kitchens, they're dominated by straight men usually. So um, it's really important to us to have that representation as females in the kitchen, especially queer females. And, you know, I think we really nailed it. I didn't grow up with many like queer role models, I guess. And 
I know that's the same for many people in our generation. And since being on the show, we've had like a bunch of people um, even reach out and say like, oh, like we were really inspired to see you there. Like, thank you for the representation. Oh, my kids saw you on TV and it meant like a lot. And like, that's really what we what we want to show up for just to kind of give people hope that they can um, wherever they're at in the country. You know, I think there are places where things are harder to be queer than they are you know, maybe in Denver, for example, where we're at, um, just to give them some hope that they can be in a kitchen and cook and achieve their dreams, you know? Wow. Okay. The calls keep coming in. Michelle, Los Angeles, your question or thought. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Hi, Taylor. Congratulations. First of all, um, I'm from Unchained TV and I interviewed you when you were in LA oh, at Echo Park. Yeah. And it was such, yeah. How you doing? It was such it's a so good to hear you again. That was such a fun day. It was so nice to meet it you there. It was so much fun. Um, first of all, your food is delicious and it's like a fusion. So I have a few questions. What was mm-hmm. it like to go throughout the country and go to places that weren't so familiar with vegan food? Were they receptive? What was it like? Uh, second, did you guys know, did you have a feeling that this was going to happen? And then out of all the places you've been, what's your favorite and why? And did you feel there was like a strong vegan community support everywhere you went? So for this uh, season of the food truck race, they stayed in L.A. Um, The only time we went outside of it was to Long Beach. Um, And but to answer your question there, the um, I mean, we are not really intimidated. I think if we had gone to places outside of L.A., I think we would have been prepared for that. Um, Most of our regulars in Denver, I would say, you know, this is big, unfortunately, like meatpacking country out here. Uh, most of our regulars in Denver, like, aren't even vegetarian. There's a huge vegan scene here. We have a ton of really awesome vegan regulars. But, you know, our goal is to try to make steak and potato families. We create dishes with our parents in mind. Like, what's going to get that meat eater to, like, want to choose this as a meal instead of having something else on the plate, right? And so um, that's really where we try to, like, style our dishes to something approachable, um, and being in LA was definitely, uh, like twofolded, right? Because we had to, um, really rely on the support of the vegan community to help us out. We had to price our food competitively, you know, cause the other trucks were charging like 30 plus dollars for their stuff and it's a sales-based competition. And, um, I was the vegan food that we saw in LA was really affordable and accessible. And we had to kind of price things at a cost that I higher that I was more comfortable with. Um, so just really just trying to talk to people and get to know people and have them show up to support us either way just really meant so much to us. Um, the LA vegan scene is so inspiring. Um, we came back with our hearts so full and um, we just can't wait to go back and dig into it. So, so I want to play, we have some more callers, but I want to play this promo that is just like nail biting the stress and the pressure of being on the show is revealed when you look at this food network promo which um really shows the fields getting narrower and they're still in it to win it 
two teams as equally matched up. Between the two of you, you have earned almost $32,000. <laughs> and only $492 separates you over the first seven legs of the race. Wow. <laughs> Dang. That's crazy. That's actually wild. That's actually wild. We are so evenly matched anybody's game at this point both of you have survived eight grueling legs of the race and eliminated seven other teams four of which were professional food truck operators by the way <laughs> you guys competed in over 20 separate challenges it is the biggest prize we've ever had for a single challenge fifteen thousand dollars richer the easy vegan this is a creamy shoyu ramen. It's one of the best things I've tasted off the truck. Easy vegan! Yeah! This is fire. Thank you. Carl, come on up! Oh my god. Just eggplant, halloumi cheese, and signature sauces. Wow. I mean, I got nervous just watching that. What was the pressure like? And those cameras in your face the entire time. Meanwhile, you've got to be cooking and you've got to be taking orders and giving change. It's like between the ecstatic and the mundane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was an enormous amount of pressure. It was the hardest and most rewarding thing that we've ever done in our lives. The days were long, um, the camera's always on you. I think that our biggest strength in the competition outside of the food, because so much of it I think is like a mental game. I think people, you know, you start to crack under this pressure. Um, we just had such a solid team. Um, Lex and I, my partner is, my partner in business is also my partner in life. We work together. And we're used to working under like really intense high pressure environments and um, we work really well together. And then our third teammate that we brought on, Matt, um, has worked with Lex for years and he's such a calm, level headed chef um, who's also very familiar with cooking plant based food. His wife is vegan. Um, he eats a lot of plant based food as well. Um, so he was the perfect teammate to join us along on this adventure. And uh yeah, that was, I think if, if we didn't have this, this, the team that we did, I think it would have been a different story. All right. We've got yet another caller. We've got um, Annie in Sherman Oaks. Your question or thought for Taylor Herbert. Hi. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for the show. And thank you at Easy Vegan. Oh my goodness. Congratulations. And you, you really mastered showing people how amazing vegan food is, and it'll win people's heart, taste, and health on top of that, and win, win, win for the environment and the animals, too. What's so your question, you Annie? Annie, your My question, question is, what, what is your, the, what can, advice can you give to more others to follow your footsteps and be winners like you Okay, did. great what, question. What, what I does love it. Take? I love it. Thank you. Yes, what can people take away for that they can apply to their daily lives? I know Annie uh, is one of our contributors and supporters, and she is a chef. Cool, yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, if they were to put, I really hope that they have another vegan team next year. Um, I think what's so exciting is, uh, some people think vegan food and they think it's just all the same thing. It's all just like either grass or whatever there's, or just the fake meat and there's, which I'm not knocking. We eat a ton of the fake meat stuff. We love it. Um, and me too. Me too. Yeah, I'm not wonder, knocking it at all. The food, the um, meat industry has an entire war room, the size of Fox news that is <laughs> pumping out 
uh, misinformation about these meat alternatives that are basically just, you know, compressed vegetables in a patty, 100%. whereas processed meat is officially, processed meat is officially cancer-causing, according to the World Health Organization. So mm -hmm. uh, compare, compare the two. I'm a huge fan of, uh, you know, Beyond Meat, Impossible Foods, and all of those are right in my fridge, but continue on. Yeah, I love this stuff. It's it's such a it's a great opportunity. So if like if another vegan team comes on next year, I know that they're gonna have their. It's it's just showing people how different it can be. Um, we were so hooked with Senorita's food and um, their menu, their Cuban plant based entrees. Um, when and they got to showcase that, and that's such a unique thing. We um, did our thing while we were out there and anybody else who comes and competes is going to have something else. And the more people, the more vegan representation that the show gets, the more people are going to see, Oh, it's not just grass. It's not just boring food or whatever their misconceptions might be about it. Um, this is really fun. This is exciting. And uh, hopefully it just gets their curiosity up and, you know, the number of people open to eating plant-based food can grow. Absolutely. All right. Sarah in Los Angeles, your question or thought for Taylor Herbert, winner of the Food Network's The Great Food Truck Race. Hi, I was wondering, I think you kind of already explained it, but how you guys handled the pressure because um, from the people that were wanting to go to your truck and order food, let's say you put it on Instagram and then like one day I drove all the way from Beverly Hills all the way across town. And we got to the place where we're supposed to be serving, but then you wouldn't, you couldn't serve. Mm -hmm. And then we didn't understand that. And then I was like, well, mm -hmm. how is he going to win this show if yeah. they're not even able to sell this food? So I wanted to know what was kind of behind the scenes. Like, how did you guys feel about that? And how did you guys handle the pressure like that? Thank you. It was really hard. That's a great question. And I'm so sorry that we couldn't get to you. That killed us inside because, you know, here in Denver, when we don't have the cameras and it's not show a show um you know customer service is the most important thing to us you know the people who uh come to see us and come to eat our food mean everything to us and uh we want to get them taken care of as quickly as possible so whenever the show would throw um wrenches like that in it like we had to move all of a sudden or maybe there was like a situation where we couldn't use our phones we couldn't communicate with people um or we had to stop serving because of a uh challenge that the host threw in all of a sudden um, there was business that we had to turn away and it just ate us up inside. Honestly, like that was, that was another added pressure block for sure, because uh, we weren't even, while we were filming, we weren't even allowed to like say the name of the show. You know, there's just like, like we can't explain what's going on um, and give the honest answer that we would want to and communicate with people in the way that we would want to, because there's just a whole different rule book while we're filming and, um, yeah, that was, that was really hard. That's why we really, really want to get back to LA and just do a pop-up where, you know, you okay, know, where we're going to do be. a pop-up right in front of my house. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All right. Lindsay, in Woodland Hills, your question or thought for Taylor. I just wanted to say congratulations and also that it's very encouraging uh, to see finally that plant-based foods are being recognized and considered by more and more. And certainly uh, having a show like this with that high amount of visibility can do nothing but 
allow people to see that we're just like everyone else. We just substitute mm-hmm. a few ingredients, mm-hmm. and the food is amazing. <laughs> Not that easy. You make it seem easy because it's magical what you do, but basically that's the message. So I'm very happy, and thank and thank you, and congratulations again. Thank you wow. so much. That means that means a lot. Like I said, we've gotten. Um, I don't think that the uh, fan base for the show. It is the number one most viewed show on Food Network during the summer. Um, and we had no idea what to expect coming out on the other side of it. I think in the very beginning of the show, we got a lot of like hate messages. Like, really? oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, screw your vegan food and like, you know, a bunch of homophobic stuff, too. And as the show went on and as we just kept cooking, that tone really started to change and we started getting, um, like I had mentioned previously, a bunch of people reaching out. We still have so many emails to respond to um, from people who have started eating more plant-based food because they're older and for health reasons and they're feeling better and they want some guidance and advice. Um, or they're just, you know, I've never even considered eating vegan food and you've got me curious about it. Can I have some recipes? So we're working as quickly as we can to get that together. That brings me to another issue. What are you doing next? I see the sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. Are we going to have a docu-series based on your life? I'd like to see that on Netflix or on Unchained TV. How about that? Our, our awesome. vegan streaming network. We're the only, the world's only vegan streaming network. Um, awesome. Thank you. Um, what about a cookbook? There's a lot. I mean, I will tell you, I get cookbooks sent to me and there's a lot of vegan cookbooks, but yours might be the one, not to say the others aren't taking off. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I support all the authors, but having this kind of a platform, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, is there any way that you would consider doing a vegan uh, cookbook? How about, um, are you, did they give you the truck? You were a pop-up. Mm-hmm. Do you get the truck? What are you going to do with your 50000 so we don't get the truck. Uh, the trucks were rented and those kind of, we just turned the keys in at the end of the show. Um, but so we work in Denver under a 10 by 10 tent and we're proud to say we can do just as much as a food truck uh, with the exception of having a deep fryer. That was really nice. Um, we love our 10 by 10 tent setup because uh, it's kind of just open and we get to talk to people that come to see us. It just feels a little bit more intimate. Um And so we're going to continue the Easy Vegan on as like a seasonal pop-up kitchen at the farmer's markets. And then the money is going to go toward um, opening up a vegan restaurant here in Denver. Um, There's not, I think you can always use more vegan restaurants. The vegan scene in Denver is is growing. There's a ton of awesome vegan restaurants here. The vegan mobile food scene here is insane. It's awesome. Um, But we definitely need more on the brick and mortar side. And so we're excited to uh, just my background's in restaurants and I just want to get, you know, planted somewhere. And, you know, that's, that's the dream. So. Whoa, you heard it here first. A mm-hmm. vegan restaurant in Denver mm-hmm. started by the winners of the food networks, great food truck race. That would be absolutely fantastic. Oh my gosh, I would just get on a plane and fly up there to just just cover that moment because oh, that, Yeah, that's going to be newsworthy. I mean, when mm-hmm. you do this, I think one of the things is it's kind of like riding a wave when you get this kind of celebrity 
Mm-hmm. It doesn't last forever. You've no. got to write it when it happens. Mm-hmm. And I think you should do all of the above. I think you should do a um, a book. I think, and who am I? I'm just giving you my opinion, you know, just completely, completely ignore it if you wish. But um, I think you should write a book. Mm-hmm. I think you should open a restaurant. And I think you should have a series about opening that restaurant. And I would love to have that on Unchained TV. I mean, I think we could do something like that. I think it would be absolutely fascinating. You get a a camera crew there. You can shoot things on your phone. We shoot a lot of our stories on our cell phones with uh, audio equipment and a stabilizer. Uh Um, We could do something really fun because to take this, you know, uh, I mean, I was on television for 38 years. So Mm -hmm. I know how these things go. And Mm -hmm. You, it's like getting a wave, write it, write it as far as you can for the animals. And we would love to collaborate with you on that and show you how you might be able to do it in a very, um, very cost effective way. And we could even help you. So I think that would be great. Yeah, it would be fun. And, you know, it doesn't have to just be for us once you do it. We have a show right now, Pig Little Eyes, which was an original, an Unchained TV original. It's on. Uh, public television stations around the country. Wow. And, uh, yeah. That. And our New Day New Chef, which is on Amazon Prime and Unchained TV and was on public television stations around the country, is an original 20-episode cooking show. So I think that could well, be something really fun for you. You know, there's too many people on this planet to just talk to them individually. What you're doing is so important, but the clock is ticking. We're mm-hmm. in a climate crisis yep. and we're offering the solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are offering the solution. I just want to put something up there that I've put up for every single one of my live interviews. The New York Times is saying it now. We've been saying it for the longest mm-hmm. time, but check this out. This was just the other day. Researchers examined the diets of 55,500 people and found that vegans are responsible for 75% less in greenhouse gases than meat eaters. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. We've got a solution to all the world's problems, mm-hmm. and you are doing perhaps the most important thing because you're showing that it can be fun, it can be exciting, it can be commercial. We can be, like, it's not a sacrifice. It's a fantastic adventure. What are your thoughts mm-hmm. on that? see too that I think for the longest time when you go to restaurants that aren't vegan the vegan option was like a total afterthought it would be like the vegetarian option without cheese or without cream or without sour cream and what we're seeing now is like you know as restaurants see that vegan businesses are successful and there's a higher demand for it then they're starting to put more intentional options on their menus and those the number of those options are beginning to grow Um, and then when people go out to eat, they're not having to, it's just like you said, they're not like giving up that dining out experience that is so special to so many people in this country, um, by choosing the vegan option, um, because it's still crafted with the same intention and culinary skill or whatever as, as anything else on the menu. And I think that that's really important. And I think you're right. The clock is ticking. I think we are, it's, it's a little, it's crazy to think about, um, how much it would mean if everybody did go vegan. Um, But I also know that that's not going to happen overnight. So we're just doing the best we can to put food out there that inspires people to make that change. 
Yes. And, you know, while the clock is ticking and we're just looking at some just typical environmental damage, uh, I just today, I, I, well, I won't say I read the newspaper. I went online and read the newspaper online. And the first thing I saw was incredible fires in Maui. And before that, it was fires in Greece. So, you know, we've got this solution that is a very simple solution. It's simply make this one simple change in your life. And we can um, all pretty much have the same lifestyle that we've always had with this one exception. So that's the exciting part is that when you know that they've said when you hit a certain percentage of the population, the rest will flip. Mm-hmm. It's basically you got a new normal going. And uh, people say it's 3.5% of the population. Some people say more. Some people say less. But I think we're getting there with shows like yours. You are doing something super important uh, for the planet and for animals and for people. Mm-hmm. And it tastes great in the intro. We're going to take a very short break here on Voice America Radio, but we are staying live on the Unchained TV app. We are staying live on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, on Instagram. We're going to take a very short break. And when we come back, we're going to show you the last 30 seconds of the show recorded by our volunteer, Tony Shale, who grabbed that nerve-wracking final few seconds. Stay right there. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Get Unchained. Tune in every Wednesday for Unchained TV on the Voice America Variety Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Unchained TV, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Music. 
You are listening to Unchained TV. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email in to jane at unchainedtv.com. Now, back to the show. Hello, everybody. We're back, and we are with the winner of the Food Network's Great Food Truck Race Taylor Herbert, she and her life partner and business partner, uh, Alexi Man, say say the name so I say it correctly. Mandolini. I was gonna say that, <laughs> Alexi Mandolini. I just wasn't confident. Uh, Alexi Mandolini and Taylor Herbert, just an incredible, incredible team, and they won the Food Network's Great Food Truck Race. I can't even describe the pressure that they've been under. Having been in television for 30-some years, um, I can tell you it's a stress ball on a, on a slow news day. But to be part of a competition show, I can't think of anything really more stressful. So let's watch the final minute, which happened outside Besties Vegan Paradise in East Hollywood. Is that correct? Correct. Besties Vegan Paradise in East Hollywood. Let's check it out and then we'll talk about it. Oh wow, I'm getting emotional watching that again. That was that was such a such uh the energy stressful, exciting and just also just this feeling of gratitude that we had that day. Um to be able to be at Besties, Matt and Asia, the owners, they were so wonderful to, you know, allow us to park there. We also went to their other place speaking coffee. Um couldn't be more grateful for them and for just everybody in that shot, everybody who came to see us that day, everybody who came to see us the whole time we were in LA. Um, it, yeah, it was just so, so special. That was, that was cool to watch again. Thanks so, for that. I, I'm really curious about the whole process in terms of you shot it, it ended, then what? Like you have to be quiet. What's, Honestly, I don't watch the Food Network mm -hmm. uh, because it's mostly people cooking up dead animals. But now I will watch your show. When is that going to happen? Um, so you can, the whole season's already aired. So you can stream it, um, all eight episodes on HBO Max, the app, uh, Discovery Plus or Food Network Go. Um, so that's all available to watch right now if you haven't uh, to catch up on. And um yeah, we stopped filming and then we, you know, we signed an NDA and we didn't tell a single soul, like not even our parents or family, um, what happened until the final episode aired. So it was exciting to 
we had a big watch party here in Denver. It was exciting to finally be able to spill the beans <laughs> and, you know, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so. so, okay. So let me ask you a couple of questions that everybody's been asking me. How did you get on this? First of all, like, did you apply? Were you approached? Um, tell us that. So the theme for the show was David versus Goliath. It was rookies versus pros with the, um, so basically they were pitting up. Everybody was a restaurant like industry professional, but they were like pitting people who work in like either a restaurant or under a food tent, like we do as like the rookie squad. And then people who own and operate food trucks, those are the pro squads. Um, and so they reached out to us on um, Instagram, a casting team did. Um, and, you know, we've, a lot of times you, the casting teams, like Lex has been reached out to before and they just ask a bunch of people and then nothing ever comes of it. But we were like, you know, whatever, let's try. We went through the whole interview process, background checks, all nine yards and found out two weeks before we left for LA that we had made it onto the show. Um, so yeah, we just at first, uh, and it was crazy cause we almost didn't do it. Um, and I'm just so glad that we did. We came really close to pulling out. Um, Why? Um, you know, we have uh, just if we have a uh, we're fortunate to have a really great kitchen space here in Denver, but it costs money. And we were one of the only we were one of three businesses who went on the show who didn't have a business running while we were gone. Um, so we were just, I think, scared to walk away from just to stop working and risk not winning and then coming home basically like in debt. So, uh. <laughs> but that didn't happen. Yeah. Wow. Now tell us about the media reaction, because for example, one of the reasons we started Unchained TV is that so often there is no media coverage of really positive things happening. I've often said you have to get naked or you have to get arrested to get mainstream media news. coverage. <laughs> right. So uh, what was, what was the reaction in the media? Um, I think through the media here in Denver, every, you know, everybody was really excited. We um, are very fortunate to, uh, or we feel very fortunate to um, be in a place and to have a business that's always received pretty, like very positive coverage here in Denver. Um, there's like a lot of the magazines and stuff have um, always been very kind about our food and, um, you know, given us a lot of coverage. Um and yeah, I think that everything's been really positive, overwhelmingly positive uh, at the end of the last episode. So I have a curious question because you're surrounded by these um, camera people. And mm -hmm. um, did you have an impact on any of them? It, it's really interesting because sometimes I find the people you least expect, like, mm -hmm. as I said, I get a lot of cookbooks, I'm giving them out. And sometimes mm -hmm. the person you'd think, you know, some highbrow intellectual type. And then, no, thanks. But then the plumber who's here to fix my sink, he's like, yeah, I'll take that book. My wife's trying to do some vegan cooking. And it's like very counterintuitive. Did you have an impact on any of the crew? That's so, that's a great question. Um, we had a great relationship with the crew and everything. And it was actually really exciting because I don't think anybody on the crew, except for one audio person that we had who was wonderful, it was fully vegan. Um, and the feedback that we got on our food was great. We would get back to like, um, 
the production office at the end of the night, like where we would go and settle everything up. And um, the producers would say, like when Tyler went to go try something, he would give it back. And then everybody just kind of like went for it with forks, like all the production teams and the crews and stuff. And they, we got overwhelmingly positive feedback about our food. Um, and that was, that was really, really exciting. Um, yeah. I, I don't, yeah. Because, because I would say the crew is probably the closest to the average consumer, right? Mm-hmm. The, the guys who are holding the cameras and the sound equipment and they're, they're focused on this because they're pros and they're going to get every shot. So it's got to seep in somehow. Did you have, and I don't want to get you in trouble or anything. So you can, you can refuse to answer any question I ask. but did, did you sense that there was kind of a breakthrough with anybody of that nature about the whole issue? You, you stayed, I'm sure, very like apolitical, not discussing factory farming or suffering of animals and things of that nature, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, there just wasn't to be spent so much time with, you know, a group of people, the crew, for example, there's a surprisingly small amount of time to have like conversations, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, you're just on all the time and um, cooking or prepping or whatever. And you just see so little of it when it actually gets chopped up and put onto TV. Um, but no, we did have those conversations. And I, I, mean, I do think that being in like Los Angeles, there's, you know, here in Denver, I think we have to work a little harder to kind of um, get people to see past the V word, um, you know, to try our food. And I think yeah. in Los Angeles, like people already have this, um, it's like there's, um, you don't have to convince them that like people understand what vegan food is. There's It's the vegan capital of, you know, America. I would say there's some of the best vegan culinary things happening. And I think... Um, everybody was just from the get not, it wasn't weird to them. I don't, you know, right. Right. Well, based on your unique perspective, where are we as a movement? In other words, Mm -hmm. let's say we feel, and we do that just Mm -hmm. switching to a plant-based diet, whether it's, uh, meat alternatives like, uh, you know, veggie burgers or um, whole food plant-based or whatever your, whatever your choice is, but to basically phase out uh, animal products is a solution to so many of our societal problems. We're in a healthcare crisis. Uh, mm-hmm. People's taxes are high because those stent operations aren't cheap. Our healthcare system, people, for the first time in history, our longevity is going down uh, because of, you know, uh, meat and dairy-laden fast food. Uh, and then there's the environmental impacts, then there's the biodiversity loss, human world hunger, uh, preventable human diseases, viruses. I mean, the list goes on and on. We have a solution and it's mm-hmm. making that little shift, but making that shift is so difficult. And I think you hit on it. I think, you know, they say a way to a man's, this is an old fashioned, probably politically incorrect, certainly politically <laughs> correct statement now, but I grew up hearing, you know, a way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I would say a way to any human's heart is through their stomach. Mm-hmm. Totally. I think that, yeah. And, and I think that that's just why it's so important to just kind of lead with the food. And that's where we come in with our version of, you know, activism. I think that um, the amount of people, especially here in Denver, who are just big steak and potatoes, especially men, like we do, 
um, they'll come back to us and they'll be, you know, oh, I had no idea that this was even vegan. It's so good. Where are you going to be next? I'm going to follow you around. And once you start shifting people's perspective on that, you know, I think it um, opens their minds to trying other things. I saw like in the comment section that um, it was on, I think, the Veg News post announcing that we had won. Somebody wrote in the comment section that they work at a vegan restaurant and somebody in another city and somebody came into the vegan restaurant to eat for the first time because they saw us on TV and they just wanted to try vegan food. And that's, you know, and just kind of getting that feedback from uh, it's, that's really, really exciting. Um, and, you know, and then it can, it can open the doors to other conversations. Like for example, here in Denver, we've got two things, um, two ballot initiatives going right now um, that uh, activists are trying to collect enough signatures for. One of them is to ban fur sales in Denver. And one of them is Ooh. to ban slaughterhouses in Denver. And um, they've been kind of working in tandem at the markets. You know, they're there with the clipboards collecting signatures to people who have are coming to eat our food while they're waiting. And again, I think a lot of our uh, customer base isn't even vegetarian, but they're still signing this ballot initiative because they're like, wait, it just gets them thinking, maybe do I need fur? Do I need to be able to buy fur? Is this, you know, the right thing? And so I just think when... Um, just getting people to just kind of stop disassociating um, the harm that comes from their consumer choices, you know? I think maybe you have to run for office now. I'm <laughs> I'd have to run for public office, and I'm not even kidding. All right, thank you. Your patient, Aaron, in Los Angeles. I hope you're still there. Your question or thought for Taylor Herbert. Hi, it's Aaron Tice, um, plant-based in L.A. How are you guys today? So good to hear from you. You guys, first, uh, this is like the trifecta because you guys are all awesome. Jane, um, and then you guys over at Easy Vegan, I desperately miss you. So I really do hope that you come back to Los Angeles to do some kind of a pop-up. And in the meantime, I'm going to try to find my way to Denver um, to check out all of your things. But (laughs) I just wanted to pop in because I had a chance to try out your food more than once, um, made the trek over to the locations that you were at. And, oh, my goodness, just like the – the ability that you have to create such beautiful dishes that are so vegetable forward. Um, you even had my, my kiddo eating, you know, the uh, shaved kind of fried carrots or the baked carrots, um, mm-hmm. top of the pancakes. And to this day, she is still talking about the easy vegan and she's still talking about the food truck. When we go to Bessie's, she's like, but what about the food truck? Where is that? <laughs> so, um, just, this is <laughs> making my day. Yeah, you are so incredible, and I just I can't wait to see you all again. And Jane, I'm so glad that you brought them Likewise. onto Unchained TV live here because, yeah, um, you deserved the win and then some. I mean, just kind, caring, and it comes through in your food. It kind of came through, and you know, you came over and, and said hi to everyone, and really like the passion that comes through in the conversations and in your food is palpable. And just so glad that that translated also onto. Uh, TV and it's not a surprise that it did, but I'm just really happy that it did. And so, congratulations, guys! This hey. is thank you, Aaron. That was so kind, and thank you so much for supporting us as much as you did while we were in LA. Um, we hope you make it here, and like we also can't wait to come back to LA and and be able to do some sort of pop up. It's definitely in the works. So, 
Awesome. And thanks for everything you're doing for the vegan world right now. It sounds like it is, you know, taking that next step in terms of, you know, bringing awareness to things beyond food, um, which is incredibly important, you know, animal activism work that you're doing, you know, by virtue of putting this beautiful and amazing food out into the world. And, you know, this is the perfect platform to do it. As Jane, you just said, it's the key to someone's heart is often through their belly. And it's so true. I think it's, the number one way to win people over is to have them taste something and, and look at something beautiful and have it taste just as amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it takes each person and each community in making that effort. And what you guys have done is, you know, done that at a, at a larger scale and just keep going because you're making such a huge difference to the environment, to people and to the animals and yeah, keep it up. Wow. Thank, Thank you. you Thank you. Well, yeah, you, you've been hearing it. Everybody's like, you, you know what? You've become a leader in our movement because the truth is, I know she's thinking, I don't need that pressure. I just got to cook my food. But you really have become a leader in our movement because it's kind of the Mount Everest of food that you've just climbed and planted the vegan flag along with the LGBTQ flag. Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, that's how leaders are made by accomplishing things. So um, what are your thoughts about that? Because sometimes that's also added pressure. You just went through a very pressure-filled experience and you have to decompress from that. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like with your plan to open a restaurant, you're Mm -hmm. jumping right back into that. Uh, And uh, can you give us some thoughts about like you personally post this incredible achievement um, how you feel about your role in our movement? Um, well, just have to give credit where credit's due. Cheers to Senorita for doing it first, you know. Um, and we were humbled to come up behind that amazing team um, and take another win uh, for, you know, the vegans. And I think here, and it's just really important because one of the questions that ever since we've started our pop up, we're a pandemic startup. We started after we. Um, lost our jobs during COVID, right? And we're not as accessible to people at this time as we can be. And that's why we're so excited to get rooted into a brick and mortar space where somebody can come see us any day of the week. Um, Because right now it's just weekends and here and there pop-ups and we want to make our food as available to as many people as possible. And with that being said too, we are like rushing to try and put together like cookbook or recipe resources for people as well. While, like you said, there's this wave and it's going to die down and nobody's going to care anymore. And and just while it's there, while people are interested, um, just getting them recipes. So hopefully they can start trying their hand at cooking some plant-based stuff at home. Um, And, you know, seeing how that impacts their eating habits from here on out. That's a really exciting opportunity for us. And we're just so humbled that people give a shit enough about, sorry to curse, you know, to like reach out and ask for it. And so um, I think it's important that we step up to the plate and get that in people's hands as quickly as possible. So let me ask you a couple of questions everybody wants to know. And that is what were the worst moments? Like what were the moments where, because a lot of success in life is just persevering through those really bad moments. We all have them. I mean, every morning I wake up, I walk my dogs. Life's beautiful. And then I come back and it's like, wow, something's <laughs> happened. Um, how did you, what were those moments and how did you get through them? Uh, those moments for us were definitely um, 
man, just exhaustion. I think it was just really hard. It was really hard to even think straight and plan sometimes because you just have to be on and just trying to get through everything a day at a time um, was our plan and just trying to stay hopeful and committed that uh, I think our plan, whether we went home or not, just doing the best we can, putting our best food forward. Um, We knew that we were on camera the whole time. You know, we just wanted to represent ourselves as best as we could and, uh, you know, just put out good, honest food and um, just trying to stay focused on that. It's at the end of the day, as exhausting as it was, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity and we were really grateful to be able to experience it. And we just wanted to walk away from it with no regrets, win or lose. So, All right. We only got a couple of seconds. So I have a couple of questions that just are in my head. You're working against these other chefs who are trying really hard and seem like extremely nice people, but they are making meat for the most part. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did you have an impact on them? Um, So what was really exciting and they didn't actually show it's, um, it actually kind of made things challenging for us at sometimes um, all, almost all the trucks had really thoughtful, intentional vegan options. I don't think that they were showcased as much as they should. Some of the other teams like uh, two girls Jamaican tacos, the head chef Shelly is mostly plant-based I think. And her teammate Bree is vegan. Actually, they had an awesome vegan taco that's been featured in veg news. Um, and Kana has a bunch of vegan options on their menu. It was really exciting to see these trucks, businesses already come in like they didn't add vegan options to their menu as a strategy they already have those in their businesses back home um to pure Sepa's vegan mofongo i know is a big hit in miami miami has a huge vegan scene wow. even though they were competition it was exciting to see um this that that the options were bountiful so we have exactly two minutes left what are your final thoughts what's your takeaway are you optimistic that we will see, uh, I, again, I don't care about the word vegan. If nobody ever uttered the word vegan again, it would be fine by me. It's about people's actions and not eating animals for their own health, for the animals to eliminate suffering, uh, to stop biodiversity loss, and to stop all of these terrible things that are happening in our world uh, because of animal agriculture. Um, you've heard, and I said it, but it, it bears repeating. Uh, look at look at look what just came out in the New York Times. Save the planet. Put down that hamburger. Researchers examined the diets of fifty five thousand people and found that vegans are responsible for seventy five percent less in greenhouse gases than meat eaters. With this one simple change, we could literally begin to reverse climate change right now. 8 billion people eating 80 billion animals every year is a big source of our problems. You know, there's more than twice as many people on this planet as when I was in high school. Um, we, We really, really need to look at the reality of this and make some uh, adjustments. So, uh, Yes. Final thought. And I, I love what you're saying. And, and you, you really are extraordinary. Hi, I'm so sorry. I got cut off on the computer. Um, Final thoughts, just so much gratitude to, for, to be here and to have a platform and um, to have had so many non-vegans come to us with kindness and curiosity about our food. And I think that that just shows that people are willing to, you know, 
consider making a difference and consider adding more plant-based things into their diet into their food and yeah and we're so grateful for you you guys for having this awesome streaming service and um what a service this is to animals planet environment people's health all of the above um yeah all right. I just want to say thank you for coming on. I know you're very busy. I know the whole world it wants to get you right now. I can't wait to read your book. And let's talk about doing that show. I think it would be absolutely fantastic. Thank you again, Taylor Herbert, part of the winning team. One half of the winning team that won the great food truck race on the Food Network. You rock. And for everybody else, it just shows you your actions by supporting this food truck had a huge impact. Everybody who showed up to eat that food helped them win. So thank you to everyone who did. Yes. Your actions, your individual actions are so important. See you next time on Unshade TV. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to Unchained TV. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.